Welcome to Word of Life Church in Carlsbad, New Mexico. Thank you for joining us as we listen to another message from Pastor Daniel Shirley. Praise God. Last week, we began a series we just called the Righteous Brothers. Anybody go home and look up and see who the Righteous Brothers were? Who remembers the Righteous Brothers? Who has the Righteous Brothers albums on vinyl, right? Praise God. Well, I must say, I do know who the Righteous Brothers were, are, but I don't have any other vinyl long plays. So a long play? What's a long play? Let's just lift one hand and say this together. Say, Father, I thank you for your word. Your word is spirit and life to me. I believe with all my heart that your word, sown in good ground, produces good fruit. Father, I am good ground for your word. I'm a doer of the word. I'm not a hearer only. And I am blessed in my deeds. And I rejoice today because you sent the Holy Spirit to reveal truth to me. So I call on you today, Holy Spirit, to do your work in my life. I'll receive truth, act upon it, be changed by it, and I will never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, I just want to get into this message today that, uh, that we're entitling Righteous Brothers. And, uh, you know, Last week I mentioned something kind of at the beginning as a way of, of, of getting into this, but, um, you know, how, how many of you have ever thought about this, that, you know, religious people don't have any problem with you saying you're a child of God, but if you say, I am a son of God, then they start freaking out, you know, and, and, and. To, to me, I, I've, that's never made sense to me. Well, what's the difference? You know, isn't, isn't a son a child? Isn't a child either a son or a daughter? And so, um, but, but we have this, this mental block about this many times and, and it, that we just can't seem to push on past and we can't seem to get past. And, and it actually is a tremendous hindrance in your walk with the Lord. It's a tremendous hindrance when we fail to realize who He has made us to be. It, it can greatly hinder your life when, when we start having these things. We can't just accept what God said and just take it at face value that it is what it is. Praise God. That He has actually made us to be who He said He made us to be. Praise God. And, and, and that we're not, you know, somehow we have in our mind that if we say, I am a son of God, that we're trying to take over Jesus' place. But, you know, nothing could be further from the truth. He is the firstborn from the dead. Nobody can ever, ever, can ever, ever take over his place as the firstborn. No one can ever take over his place of preeminence. No one can ever take over... You know, 
who he is, that his sacrifice made our righteousness possible. Praise God. And so we're not trying to take over his place. And let me just say this, that, uh, you know, I was just meditating on this this morning, that uh, sometimes we fail to realize what John wrote in the first chapter of, of the Gospel of John. He said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, how many of you could say that about yourself? No, none of us. And so we say that about Jesus, but here's what you need to realize. He was not Jesus until he became flesh and dwelt among us. He was always the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's who he is. But then the Word, 2,000 years ago, became flesh. And when the Word became flesh, then his name was called Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now, he never ceased to be the Word. He never ceased to be God. But he became flesh. And he dwelt among us. And he identified with us for eternity. And Hebrews tells us, Hebrews the second chapter, that he is not ashamed to call us his brothers. Praise God. And sometimes we act like, well, he's the son of God, and the rest of us children of God are some other kind of creature. But, you know... If there's a father, you know, every father in this room, every one of your children, no matter how many you have, every one of your children are the same kind of creature that you are, are the same kind of being that you are. They're not you. They can't be you. They never could be you. But they are the same kind of being that you are. And this is what the scripture tells us when God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. You know, to, to really talk about what that means, we think we're being sacrilegious or something. You know, we think that we are, uh, are blaspheming to, to actually believe what he just said there. We think it's blasphemous to believe that we are sons of God. He is the firstborn among many brethren. So if he is a son and we are brethren, then that means we are sons too, right? Okay? But And we're not blaspheming to say what he said. I don't know why we think that sometimes. But, but let's, let's straighten out our thinking about this because once you really, really, really begin to grasp and understand who you are and who he has made you to be, praise God, you will never, ever be the same again. You can't be. You can't be. 
I've, I've seen a lot of people over the years that have started serving the Lord, started following the Lord, and then for some reason something happened in their life and they've gone back and, 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 and ceased to follow after God. And every time, I assure you of this, if we dig every single time, there has been some kind of a misunderstanding about who they are in Christ. They have never really gotten that revelation. And this is why I keep pounding and pounding and pounding on this because I want you to understand who you are. You can never live up to your full potential in Christ until you know who you are. You can come to church and raise your hands and sing all the songs. You can be the biggest giver in the church when it comes to tithes and offerings. But if you don't know who you are, you will never measure up to your full potential in Christ. This is why this is perhaps the most important thing you could ever learn, who you are in Christ. Praise God. Praise God. You know, it, it will end, of, end the days of saying, well, yeah, but that was Jesus. He's your elder brother, but you're the same kind of preacher that he is. Actually, he's not a creature because creature implies creation. He wasn't created. He was the creator. Praise God. But uh, so you're, you're the same kind of being. Let me correct myself on that. You are the same kind of being that he is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when do you become this? You know, most of the Christianity that I, I've been around Christianity my entire life, most of the Christianity was looking forward to something instead of understanding this right here. The very first or second word of 1 John chapter 3, verse number 2. The second word. Beloved, now. Beloved, now. When we begin to get a hold of the now part, we separate ourselves from the religious Christianity. Because religious Christianity is hoping I can become, looking forward to the day we are, looking forward to the time when Jesus comes back so we can be. That's where most Christians are at in their life. That, you know, and, and, and for years, that's where I was, hoping that I could be found worthy to go to heaven. You know, I remember growing up in, in this, and I've said this before, and it's, it's, it's always kind of humorous to say it now, but when I was a kid, you know, I accepted Jesus as my Savior when I was seven years old, and, uh, or somewhere around then. You know, I just, I just remember being a little kid, and uh, in the church that we attended, there were altar benches across the front, 
and, and we would go at the end of the service, they would invite people to come to the altar and pray, and we would come, we would kneel and pray, and not, not a thing wrong with that, it's a great thing, you know, that was, a, that was a great thing, and my daddy would go to the altar and pray, and I remember as a, as a little boy going and kneeling right beside my daddy, and, 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 and listening to him pray, and then there would be altar workers that they would come by and they would lay their hands on people as they were praying or kneel down and pray with you or, or whatever, and these were the kinds of things that I grew up with. And, uh, uh, you know, in, in we, we had these things that we, that we did, but what we failed to realize was who we had become, you know. And, and, and we were always praying that we could stay strong till the end when Jesus comes back and that, that somehow we would make it through. And, and uh, uh, when Jesus returned, then we would get to go to heaven with him. And I remember uh, hearing those sermons in, those, in church as a child talking about the end times and talking about that Jesus is coming back and, you know, and if you, if you weren't ready and, and, and it was all about have you done, have you, have you committed any sins? Have you done, you know, if you've got any sin in your life and Jesus comes back, you're not going with him. And they emphasized that, you know. And so I remember going home at night and my daddy would snore at night. And I, I'm laying in my room, and I could hear Dad snoring. And so I'm laying there, and I know what I did that day, you know. And uh, I know, you know, I, I, I knew me well. And so I'm laying there in bed listening for Dad snoring, and Dad would, I guess, roll over in bed or whatever, and he'd stop snoring. No heart Did Jesus just come back? Did the rapture just happen? Did I miss it? You know, what a terrible place to live. What a terrible thing to live with that kind of a fear in your life. That's not the way God intended for us to live. But we were always looking forward to something to come in the future. We never realized these words, beloved, now. Beloved, now, now we are children of God. Right now, if you've accepted Jesus as your Savior, right now, you are. Praise God. And if you have never accepted Jesus as your Savior, you don't have to wait. I'm going to give an invitation when I'm finished today, but you don't have to wait till then. You just say right now, at any moment, if you're watching online, just at, at, at any point in this, uh, in this message, you just say, I believe that. I believe, Jesus, that you died and paid a price for my sins and you rose again from the dead. I believe that, and I accept you as my Savior. That quick, you can become a son of God. Hallelujah. Beloved, now we are the children of God. Hallelujah. And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. In other words, you haven't got a full revelation. I've got a whole lot more revelation than I used to have. 
but I haven't gotten a full revelation of what that means yet. Praise God. I am growing in my revelation. But one thing I do know, now I am a son of God. Hallelujah. Let's all say it together. Just see, it's good for you to hear yourself say some things sometimes. Say, now I am a son or daughter of God. And I am growing in my revelation of what that means. Hallelujah. Now we are the children of God. And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know when he is revealed, we shall be like him. Not the day when he comes back and we get to see him face to face. No, the revelation takes place on the inside of you. And every time you get a little bit more revelation about him, you become a little bit more transformed into that image because revelation means transformation. Praise God. Praise God. Now, get this. In 1 John chapter 3, let's jump down to verse number 9. Whoever has been born of God does not sin for his sin, his seed, sorry, for his seed remains in him and he cannot sin because he has been born of God. Now, this is a passage of Scripture that I struggled with for a long time. Because I would read this passage of Scripture, whoever has been born of God does not sin. Well, I know I just committed a sin. So therefore... I guess maybe I'm not born of God. But you know what? As I looked around, I began to see there were a whole lot of people who said they were born again. That I mean, if we just take that statement right there, and that's all we take without, without a real understanding of it, we just take that, there's not a born again person in this room. I mean, whoever is born of God does not sin. Come on now. Let's, let's be honest. If, if that's all there is, none of us are born again. None of us are born of God. So there's got to be something more because I know there will be some people in heaven. You don't get to go to heaven unless you're born again. Jesus said, except you're, except you're born again, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. So if he said that, and there's going to be some people there, but it's none of you. Uh, you know, there, there's, there's got to be something wrong with my understanding of this, if that's, if that's the way I'm viewing this. You're going to say, okay, Lord, I need you to teach me something here because I don't get this. I, I'm not quite understanding this. Whoever is born of God does not 
sin. For his seed remains in him, and this gets even stronger, and he cannot sin. He cannot sin. And I proved that I could. So something was wrong, you know. And so here's what we did. We tried to define what sin was in such a way that it didn't make any of the things we did sin. Well, you know, I, I, I don't really believe that's sin. But let me just let me just say this. The Apostle Paul, writing to the Romans, defined sin for us. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So he defined sin right there, that sin is coming short of the glory of God. This word sin from the Greek is, is the word Hamartea, and this word means to miss or wander from the path of uprightness and honor, to do or go wrong, to wander from the law of God, to violate God's law, or to miss the mark. We've all heard that, to miss the mark. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That sounds like missing the mark, doesn't it? Okay? So if all have sinned and come short or missed the mark, and don't say, well, that's I used to do that. I used to miss the mark, but now I'm right on. You just missed it again. Because you bore false witness. So, what is the deal here? You know, whoever is born of God cannot sin because his seed remains in him. Now, in order to grasp this and understand what he's talking about here, you have to realize you what we see here in this room today is your house. The real you is on the inside. You are a three-part being. And I, I, I teach it this way. When I teach on spirit, soul, and body, I teach it this way. You are a spirit. You are have a soul, and you live in a body. Yet because we see the body, we think that's the real us. Now, let, let's, let's dig into this just a little bit more. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 16. And he's quoting here from... Uh, from Jeremiah chapter 31. He says, This is the covenant 
that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts. I will put my laws in their hearts, and in their minds I will write them. Then he adds, their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Now where there is remission of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. So notice he put it in you. Now let me, let me ask you a question. How can you wander from what is in you? See, here's the difference. The religious mind approaches righteousness from the outside. But God says, I'll put my laws in you. Praise God. And so the religious mind looks at the outward appearance. And here's what God said to Samuel when he was about to anoint uh, Saul as king. He said that man looks on the outward appearance but God looks on the heart. Man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. So in other words, while we're looking at the outside, and we're saying, I am very capable of sinning. God's looking at the heart, and God says he cannot sin because his seed remains in him. You are born of God. You can never get away. You can go, you know, you can go to court and have your name changed. You can get the outside modified so that you don't even look what like what you used to look like. You can do all kinds of things, but you can never change who you really are. You can never change the DNA because that is what is in you. You can't change who your daddy is. Can't change it. Will always be constant. It will always be the same. You can never change your race. You can't change your gender. You can choose to identify as another one, but you can never change your gender. You cannot change who you are. You can change all the things on the outside, but you can never change who you are. Praise God. And His seed remains in you, praise God. And you, the real you on the inside, cannot sin because he is born of God and his seed remains in him. Hallelujah. You cannot wander away from who you are. So here, let me just tell you this and, and, and put out this suggestion to you. Instead of trying to get away from it, 
and trying to, you know, embrace who you are. Praise God. See, I'm talking about born-again people. I'm talking about people that have been born of God here. You know, things get frustrating for you. There, there's no sense in you trying to, trying to run away from God and who you are because his seed remains in you. And wherever you run, you're still who you are. Praise God. You, you need to get that. You can run as fast and as far as you want to run, and you'll wake up with the same guy that you, that you ran away with. Who you are. We need to get that. And who are you? You're a righteous brother. You're a righteous brother. I used to be a Christian. No, you didn't used to be a Christian. If you used to be, you are. Praise God. I, I uh, well, you know, I used to be one of those people, you know. I, I, I used to. No, you are. You might as well embrace it because it, when you embrace it, then you can start benefiting from it. You know, the guy who ran away from home, he's in daddy's will, ran away from home and denied who he is. Well, I don't know that family anymore. You know, I, that, that's somebody I used to know. That's who I used to be. I'm not that person anymore. When it comes will time, no matter how many times he has said he's not that person anymore, if he decides he wants to be a recipient of the will, he's in there, he can always prove who he is. You know, my, my five-year-old grandson decided told his mama yesterday that what he wanted for his birthday was one of these uh, uh, DNA checks or something so he could find out where his family came from. <laughs> wanted to check his, his family tree and find out. Well, you know, I know who he is. And, uh, and at any point that, that he wants to prove it, he can. Praise God. You know, maybe you've been separated from your earthly family for, for years. When it comes will time, if you decide you want to be a recipient of the will, uh, if you're in the will, you can always prove who you are. No matter how many times you, you changed your name, no matter how far you ran, no matter how long it's been since you talked to them, you can always prove who you are. Praise God. And as a son of God, you are in the will. And at any point, you can always prove who you are. Praise God. Now, you guys are really quiet because that was some really great stuff right there. You know, you can always prove that you are a son of God. And if sons, then heirs. And if, you know, if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, his seed 
remains in you. Praise God. Praise God. Now, we're drilling some stuff in today because I want you to get this because it will change your life. Hallelujah. It will change how you approach God. Praise God. You may think, well, God seems far away. He's in you. How far can that be? Praise God. Now, the new creation is righteous from the inside, not from the outside. Now, if you'll embrace it, then the inside will start changing the outside. It will. It will begin to change the outside if you will embrace it. But this is why a lot of times people get born again, but nobody ever tells them who they are. doesn't change who they are. But many people struggle with the Christian life because nobody ever tells them who they are. Nobody ever tells them how to find out. You see, if you are born again, righteousness is your DNA. Praise God. Righteousness is your DNA. Now, Paul said it this way. Romans chapter 7, verse 21. I find then a law that evil is present with me, the one who wills to do good. Then he goes on in verse 22, and he says, For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. You see, the inward man knows who he is. No matter what he's saying on the outside, no matter what he's doing on the outside, no matter what he's acting like, on the inside, he knows who he is. Praise God. You know who you are. Hallelujah. You know it. You know it. So, let, let me just say this. You might as well just go ahead and act like it. Praise God. You know it. You know who you are. And then he says this. He says, in my members. He said, but I see another law in my members. Now, here's something. As I was meditating on this, I hear Christians a lot of times saying this. Well, in the natural you know, well, this is the way that, that, that it is in the spirit. But here's the way it is in the natural. You know, that's always bothered me because what they're saying is that they're, they're using the word, the term members in my members or in my flesh and in the natural interchangeably, but they're not interchangeable. We all have flesh. We all live in flesh 
and blood bodies. We all do. But we've all got this flesh as long as we're in this life right here until the day that we depart and go to be with the Lord in, in, in heaven. We're all uh, in flesh right here. So we've all got the flesh. But let me tell you, quit Quit using flesh and members or flesh and, and uh, uh, natural interchangeably because the flesh is not your nature. It is as unnatural for a believer, it is as unnatural for a son of God to sin as it is for you to bark. Now, it's as un- let me say it another way. It's as unnatural for you to walk after the flesh as it is for you to bark. You know, if you're around somebody that's barking, you're thinking, man, something is off with this person. You know, maybe I, I'm going to choose to believe they're just trying to be weird right now. But, you know. But it's, it's not natural. That's not, how, that's not how we communicate. That's not how we, you know, that's not, our, uh, that's not our natural behavior. It's not our nature. We're capable of doing it. But it's not natural. It is unnatural for a born-again son of God to walk after the flesh. The flesh used to be your nature, but it's not your nature anymore. Your nature is after God. Your nature is the same nature that God has. Natural is that you cannot sin. That's natural. Why don't you sin anymore? It's just not natural anymore. Used to be. It's just not natural anymore. Why did you quit doing that? Well, it's just not natural anymore. Why don't you talk that way anymore? Well, it's just not natural anymore. You know? Why don't you go and hang out at this place? Why don't you go and do that? Why don't you go and, you know, why aren't you doing these things you used to do all the time? You know, we used to have so much fun together. Well, it's just not natural anymore. Got a new nature. And the sooner you begin to realize what your nature is, things will start to change for you. Praise God. Praise God. It's just not natural to do things that way anymore. Uh, you know, maybe you maybe you're in business, and it and, and the way you used to do things was a little on the shady side. But now, it, see, because that used to be it used to be just natural. But now it's not natural anymore. 
Now it is natural for you to be up front and be honest with your customers. It is natural for you to treat your employees right. Praise God. It's natural for you as a, as a husband. It's natural for you to go home at night. You know, it's natural for you to love your wife. It's natural. See, your nature's different. It's changed. It used to be natural for you to stay out in corrals all night long. It's not natural anymore. It used to be natural for you to cuss like a sailor. But that's just not natural anymore. It used to be natural for you to sleep around, but that's not natural anymore. Your nature's changed. Oh, you're still capable. You can still do all those things. The flesh, but the real you on the inside cannot sin because his seed remains in you. And your nature will never, ever be the same again. Praise God. Praise God. You see, the Apostle Paul says, O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? See, we think Paul's having a struggle here. But if we keep reading, we'll find out the struggle's over. O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ. See, here's what he said. Who shall deliver me from this body of death? I thank God. He did. He did. Not he's going to. He did. I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. Then he goes on. That's the last verse in chapter 7. Chapter 8 begins with this. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Then this next phrase here doesn't appear in a lot of translations. Does in some, some it does not. But it says, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. And I've seen, I've heard some say, well, that's not in some translations, so it's not accurate. Well, let me tell you what walking after the flesh and after the spirit, let me, let me explain what those two things mean. When I understand that I am in Christ, that is what it means to live according to the Spirit. When I think, when I think that I'm still by nature that old man, that's what it means to be walking after the flesh. See, because I'm giving in 
to the flesh. But notice what he said. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. I am in Christ Jesus. When I begin to realize what Jesus said to the woman that was caught in the act of adultery, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. He didn't say if you go sin no more, then I won't condemn you. No, he said, I don't condemn you. Now you have the power to go and sin no more. Praise God. There is therefore now no condemnation. So, because you are not condemned, now go and sin no more. That's not who you are. It's not natural. Because you've got a new nature. I am free because the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're here today and you've never received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, maybe you're watching online. If you believe what I've preached today, you thought, man, that's the most freeing thing I've ever heard. You're right, it is. You're right. There, Christ, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Praise God. So let's just say this together. And if you pray this, if you say this with me, and you mean it, you believe what I've been preaching to you this morning, you think, man, that is good news. When you believe the good news and you come into a verbal agreement with that, the Bible says you will be saved. Hallelujah. That's what it means to be born again. That's what it means to accept Jesus. That's what it means to be saved. That you have believed the message that God sent his son for you to free you from all that mess. Praise God. You believe that. You pray that with me right now. You will be saved. I'm going to ask everyone in this room to pray this with me this morning. The God in heaven, I believe that you love me so much that you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross for me, to pay for all my sin, to change who I am. And I believe that the penalty for all of my sin was paid by him. And that you raised him from the dead so I could have new life. Today, I choose Jesus, and I confess his lordship. I verbally agree and believe in my heart what you have done through Christ. And I accept Jesus as my Savior. I trust him fully for my salvation. 
Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you for joining us today. If you would like more information about Word of Life Church, please visit us on the web at wolcarlsbad.com. Thank you and have a great week.